Welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Business Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Dominica Lumazar, and we have the incredibly talented Rory Hi, Rory. Hello. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about something that has been a reoccurring theme in my business with my clients, especially just given the, the social climate of what's been happening. We're going to talk about inclusivity in marketing, and we're going to give you some inclusive marketing tips that I feel are going to be extremely valuable. Tips that you can implement right away in your business, super simple things that maybe you overlooked, but that's okay. I mean, even when we were going through our notes for this episode, Roy mentioned something to me. He's like, we need to do that. So there's always something that we're learning together, right? So Roy, how are you? <laughs> Before we dive into this, how you been? <laughs> busy yeah <laughs> end of q1 was kind of ridiculous in a good way but a lot yeah i'm glad uh, taxes were extended this year <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah all right well before we can tackle talking about the strategy and tactics we really have to spell out what it means to have inclusive marketing and i feel like it's important to note that inclusive marketing and understanding your target demographic are two totally separate things. Okay. I don't know if you experienced this with your clients, Rory, but with mine, there was, there was some confusion there. I was like, well, I understand my target demographic and I include everybody. They, well, let's, let's back it up a little bit because there's a lot more involved in developing a brand message and making sure that the copy for that is clear and when we're talking about inclusive marketing, it should not be a tactic to increase immediate sales, in my opinion, but I feel like it should be the cornerstone for brand building and longevity, which obviously will add to your bottom line as time goes on, as long as it is in alignment with your brand messaging and voice to make sure it has that feeling of inclusion. Yeah. Really, truly connecting with your audience. Yeah. So the whole point around it is that regardless of what market you're in, an inclusive marketing approach should focus on building connections. We're building relationships, not transactionships again, right? So we're, we're continuing to build connections and making these potential customers or buyers feel like they're a part of your community. So the whole goal is to you know, evoke feelings of trust and joy. It could be making sure that your uh, potential buyers feeling confident, secure, that they have a feeling of celebrating with you or um, feeling really open, just making sure that you're focusing on those key ingredients, we'll say, to get people on board with your brand product or service. You know, I think making sure that your message is in alignment, like you're being authentic is really important. Yeah. You mentioned a quote before we started. I can't remember what it was though. That was really important about statistics. Uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So in just trying to understand how to better provide quality information for my clients, I did a ton of research on this topic a few months ago, but also in preparing for this episode, I was digging around for some solid statistics for you guys. And I found out, listen to this, that seven out of 10 millennials say that they're more likely to choose one brand over another if that brand more clearly demonstrates diversity and inclusion. So just think about that. I mean, just that one statistic alone is really powerful, right? Knowledge is power, my friends. Let's move on to another super cool stat. 
88% of consumers believe that businesses have a responsibility to foster positive social change. So as you're building your brand and working on your message and your promise, think about that. How are you incorporating these things into your brand? And remember, it all goes back to what are you doing for the customer, right? What can you do? What are you providing? And in the world of social media and this digital age, we have to be thinking more bigger picture and look at these statistics and see what people are after and what they're, what they're needing from you. Last statistic for now, I'm a statistic nerd, but 64% of consumers in a 2019 study took some action after seeing an ad they consider to be diverse or inclusive. Okay. So now let's start to redefine again. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. What does it mean to be diversive? I'm not necessarily talking about race. I'm not talking about ethnicity. There's so many different ways to be diversive in your ad copy and inclusive. And some of those ways include choosing content very carefully, right? Accepting responsibility for certain social changes and social aspects that are happening within your market. Make sure you're avoiding stereotypes, right? seems like an obvious one, but somehow is overlooked by many business owners. Um, You want to include more than one person in photos, right? Because you're building community through imagery. It makes a big, big difference. Even if you just look at like Rory's and my photo for everything for the Big Picture Business Podcast, we're together, right? (laughs) We want to make sure that we're including people in what we have going on. It's like, come here, let's have a conversation, right? So you want to create a visible relationship between people that's positive, right? Which I hope that's what Rory and I have done with that image, right? We're smiling, (laughs) feeling positive, but you'll see that in a lot of new waves of branding that are coming out now. Like the fashion industry is something that comes to mind. Like before, am I boring you already? Rory, (laughs) for those of you not watching, Rory just yawned in my face. (laughs) Sorry, this is boring you. I find this fascinating. This is what happens when you only get less than four hours of sleep. Suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Just kidding. I think about how much the fashion industry has changed where it's now more of this like body positive imagery along with like a lot of people together in images, the days of just seeing like a model by themselves for like jeans or Dove brand, for example, I think Dove is a great company. I mean, you're, you're seeing all these different body shapes and sizes, colors, whatever's going on. And it's all selling the exact same product. That is a classic example of super solid inclusivity when it comes to marketing and branding. Well, I think it's, you know, it's getting, it's getting better, but it's not, it's not there yet, right? There's no. still a lot of yeah. body image issues. There's a lot of people who like feel like they have to still meet that ideal. And yes, we have people who, you know, they share, oh, like this is the photo that is the actual photo that we did with the photo shoot. Here's the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? Of what it actually, uh, what it looked like, the reality of it, mm-hmm. right? But people are only sharing that once usually once they're like successful right that's a very valid point yeah you're yeah you're right you know because people are afraid that on on their way up to success mm-hmm. if they share that that they're not going to be taken seriously yeah that's a good point 
right? So, so we're, we have we're we have a bit there. of this disconnect, right? The disconnect, yeah. There's a there's a I mean there's there's lots of disconnects all over the place when it comes to branding <laughs> and marketing. Alcohol, for one, is something that comes to mind too. Where in today's world, alcohol especially for parents is looked at as like, Oh, just have a drink after the kids go to sleep, bottle of wine, no big deal. But it's become this social norm. I've read a lot of things, but also heard and seen from colleagues of mine where they recognize that, Hey, maybe I have a little alcohol issue, or maybe, maybe it's not okay to drink a bottle of wine a night or whatever they're doing. Right. But because advertising, it, you know, normalizes so many things, it becomes like, Oh, no big deal. It's kind did, of interesting. Did you have this realization that it's not okay to drink a bottle of wine every night? <laughs> <laughs> I've just been looking at at some very interesting advertisements that have come up that is starting to feel inauthentic. And certain projects that I've actually stepped away from, there is a disconnect between the normalization of something, like you're saying, Rory, like the Photoshop aspect, what actually took place at the photo shoot. It's interesting. So the whole point is just to make sure that equality is conveyed. And when in doubt, if you're trying to figure out if your brand really is portraying what you're after with that message and trying to be all inclusive, just listen to your target audience. They'll tell you if it is or not. Trust me, they will. And I really feel like inclusivity will come from the bottom up, right? So you as the leader, you as the CEO, you've got to make sure that you're really standing behind what it is that you want to portray and you have to take action and follow through with that. Talk to your employees, shift the company culture if it needs to be shifted into making sure they all feel included and comfortable in your company and portraying your brand message, right? Google, for example, is a super all-inclusive company and they... I mean, they huge, huge diversity, right? And people who work for Google love to work for Google. I can't speak for everybody. The people that I know work for Google love to work for Google because they love to represent the brand. They, they believe in it. They enjoy being a part of it. It's like a badge of honor in a way, right? So that's a great company culture thing. So be thinking about that in terms, you know, for your own business. If you're doing well, and that. also something something to realize is that no, no brand, no company, no person is ever going to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? I think you know there's a lot of um, people who are like ready to just tear down someone as soon as they make one little mistake or do something like a little bit wrong. It's like you know people you know are not perfect. Companies are not perfect. That's part of life, right? Yeah. Um, everyone's you know as long as they're doing the best that they can in the bigger picture, then you have to look at that. And so if you can look at that and say, okay, well, are they doing their best to to try and be inclusive? Maybe they're not hitting the mark on every area and they have some room for improvement. Um, then, then support that and say, okay, well, they're doing some stuff and let's see if we can help them do more, give some feedback. Like, okay, you're, you're doing great here. What about here? You know, but don't like be like, oh, you're failing <laughs> to be inclusive, like be supportive of them, right? Because wouldn't you want as a business owner, wouldn't you want someone to say, hey, you know, maybe you have a blind spot. Maybe you're not seeing something here that you just were not aware of. And you'd want someone to say, hey, maybe you should take a look at this. And you could go, oh, thanks for letting me know. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. I'd love to, to, to look at that and improve that. 
the whole point. That's the whole point to this episode, really, is just to make sure that we're checking our blind spots to see where can we grow? What can we yeah. do to get to the next level to support those around us and also to help ourselves out so we don't look like fools? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like I talked about in a previous episode, foot and mouth syndrome is very real over here. So, you know, it's, it's good when someone can tap you on the shoulder and be like, Hey, have you thought about this over here? Let's, let's dig into that a little bit and make some improvements. And one of the biggest ways to make improvements, not just from, you know, making sure that you are creating inclusivity in your marketing, but this will help your business for the rest of its days. Please, please make sure that your website actually functions for the people who are coming to it. What do I mean by that? If we're talking about inclusivity in tech, aside from the content piece, we have to talk about digital inclusion, okay? So don't fall victim to the one in four sites. Listen to that. One in four sites on the internet whose website fail to be in the correct format for potential buyers. This happens a lot where clients will come to me and say, well, you know, my web, my web developer that I hired five years ago, created a beautiful website. I love it. Well, where's the mobile site? They didn't develop a mobile site. What? What? Crazy. Crazy that someone wouldn't do that. But it happens all the time. People aren't thinking about that, right? And well, they should be. And if you're a business owner- Mobile first. Mobile first. Mobile first, without without a doubt, right? You've got to make sure that if you're doing a, a website rebuild, fresh build, whatever it is, updates, it has to be responsive, cohesive for all platforms, for all devices. I mean, it's just, you have to, because who knows, you know, someone in, you know, Canada could be on an Android looking at my website. And if it's not optimized for Android, that's a sale that I'm missing out on. Right. Well, and then, and then this, that also, I mean, this is a little tech heavy, but it's also thinking about you know your hosting and being on cloud servers mm-hmm. and and what that is is that your it's delivering your website to someone locally to them so that it loads very quickly instead of so instead of someone trying to load your website say they're in india and, and you're in the us and your server and your website is hosted in the us and they try and load it in India and it has to go through all this routing to get to them. And it takes 10 seconds to load because it has to go through all of that. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's on a server in multiple places in the US and it's in multiple places in India and all over the world. And so it decides, oh, we're going to load it from the closest place to this person so that maybe it'll load in two seconds or less. Mm-hmm. And it's a better experience for them. So if you don't have cloud hosting, part of your website, definitely should look into it. If you're looking for a new host, we 100% recommend WPX hosting. We'll have a link in the show notes for you guys. Rory and I switched everything over to them once we recognized how phenomenal, not only their services, but their their customer service. Oh my gosh, their support is outrageously good. It's unlike anything I've experienced. Literally can just hop on chat and say, hey, I need help with this. Mm Mm-hmm. They're instantly there. They'll fix almost whatever problem is going on with your website or service or whatever. They are, they are stellar. So like I said, we'll, we'll put a a link in the show notes for you guys. Please use that link. 
<laughs> it will be an affiliate link and it helps us help everyone else get the word out about this podcast. So thanks. Uh, so yeah, d- WPX hosting is fantastic, but not only that. So let's take it one step further. So, okay. Now that we know, okay. Website has to be optimized so that we know that it's working across all devices and platforms and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Right now let's take it one step further. And Rory, you brought this up about the ADA and the legality. You want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Okay, so American Disabilities Act requires that websites be compliant Mm -hmm. so that people who are disabled, that means visually impaired, hearing impaired, are able to um, access a website and understand what is going on. Mm -hmm. And if someone goes to your website and cannot access your website, they could potentially sue you, right? So there, there's software and there's services and there's things that your web developer can do to uh, build in all of the information that's needed for for them to be uh, for someone who is disabled to be able to access your content. Uh, yeah, access your content on your website. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think about that, that's a a lot of sales that you could potentially be losing because people just couldn't access your content, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, making sure that, um, you know, and this is part of being inclusive, right. And thinking about these things, um, because we, you know, we want to be supportive and inclusive and make sure that people have the opportunity to experience our content and to get the information that we're sharing Yeah, and to benefit from it. Of course. It's amazing to think how many people have a disability that we've just cut out of the market because we're not thinking about it. So you can download this amazing plugin for your browser. Then you can actually see what is happening on your website. If it has the accessibility that disabled folks need or not, because you might be thinking, oh yeah, we've got that under control or my web developer already did that, but you can double check. This is a free plugin. It's called uh, accessibilityinsights.io. It's free. Why not use it just to see? It's built by Microsoft and it will highlight the accessibility issues that are present and how to fix them. So be sure to check that out. I feel like digital inclusion is important because it provides access to services, products, data, information, and education to everyone. So like Rory just said, isn't that what the whole point is, right? We're trying to include everybody, right? Yeah. But then it goes beyond our our website. Like think about like your products and Mm -hmm. uh, your services. How are you being inclusive with that? Especially with people that might have a disability. Right. And and how are you accommodating them? You know, if you hadn't thought about them having access to your your website, well, once they become a customer, they're still going to have the same disability, right? Mm -hmm. So now how are you going to serve them? How are you going to help them? Right. Something too that a tool that many of us marketers and business owners use every day is Instagram. I consider that to be a solid marketing tool. And what a lot of people don't know is there's actually something called alt text inside of Instagram. And when you think about Instagram, it's it's obviously images, right? It's very image based and text, yes. But people who are um, visually and hearing impaired want to also be on Instagram, right? Like it's the thing to do. And you might think, well, how is it even possible? Well, alt text, it's on every single post. It's at the very bottom before you click post. It says in tiny words, alt text, and you can submit the exact same caption that you already wrote in that little box. Someone who's visually impaired can 
have that caption be read to them, which is incredible. And just by taking one little extra step as you're posting something gives millions of people the opportunity to be involved in what you have going on. So make sure you're not skipping over these really important steps to continue to be inclusive in your online marketing, social media strategy, you know, whatever you've got going on. I personally have noticed that with certain business matters in my circle, in my network, that if clients do not intentionally include, they will unintentionally exclude. Mm -hmm. And so it might seem a little overbearing or kind of exhausting to go down the list of like, how can I diversify? How can we do all these things? We have to, we, we, we should have done it all along, but we have to, especially when you think about how many missed opportunities there really are if you don't, right? First of all, it's good for the soul. <laughs> Second of all, it's good for your business, right? So yeah, look at your brand, look at your messaging, look at the copy. Are you making people feel secure? Are you making people feel excited and comfortable and wanting to share? Anytime I look at things that I post personally on social media, we all do this, right? We'll go back and we'll read the comments. Who commented? What did they comment? What emotion did something evoke? And why? Was there something that made that happen? And it's interesting to go back and look at that. Be thinking more strategically when you make your social media posts or your blog posts or the copy on your website, what emotion is it invoking? And does it make sense to do it where you're putting it? Yeah. I'm, I'm always careful with to not use anything that is aggressive. Like some, some people in their marketing, they use very aggressive languaging because they know it stirs emotion. It polarizes and things like that. Right. And, and that's what they want to do. That's on those. That's what they want to do. Yeah. But what I found is that there's a lot of people out there who don't resonate with that. I mean, some do. That's fine. But there's a lot of people who, you know, have just been, you know, they've been dealt a bad hand or they've had abuse or they've been through some type of trauma or PTSD. And when you use that uh, type of aggressiveness, it shuts them down. What we want to do is lift people up, right? And it may not make as many sales. It may not. But it will attract the type of clients we want. Exactly. Sorry, did I just steal your thunder? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You did, but it's because we're on the same page. You know, you know. (laughs) I am you and you are me. That's creepy. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. I was driving yesterday on the back of someone's car. They had a sticker and it said, you are enough. Was it one of ours? I don't know because I don't. I I could not remember like which fonts we used for our stickers. Oh, but that's nice. Regardless yeah. if it was ours or not, some the message is still out there. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, that that's a feel good. One of the best <laughs> one of the best feelings I've ever experienced was after we put out the first album. I was driving on Nineteenth Avenue in San Francisco. And I, I was stopped right next to the BART station, just at like a light. And I heard someone playing one of our songs in the car next to us. <laughs> nice. And I, well, it, what I did, I like, I, I looked at my radio in the car. I was like, do I have this? Right. You're thinking that it was playing in your car. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I like shut the whole thing off. And I looked over and this person, I'm just bopping along listening. It's like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so long. That was the that was from the first album. From the first album, yeah. Yeah. From the first album. That's very cool. How about a third album? <laughs> a third album, we'll call it all all inclusive. <laughs> Inclusivity. Watch us do that. Be funny. I want to do a third album. I'd love to. When you know, time ever allows itself to be on our side. <laughs> yeah. So some of these things may seem incredibly obvious to you, and maybe some not so much. But either way, if it is super obvious, I mean, great. That means that you're obviously doing some really good things within your business. And if it's not so obvious, that's fine. That's why we're constantly having these conversations to shake things up, to learn something new, and to just keep you know, breaking through these growth plateaus and moving forward. That is it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.